Anyway, are we ready to go? Yeah, we've been recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please I know. not use let's, any of this. Yeah, no, we're not. This is my promo request. Whoever edits this, me or Leave, otherwise. <laughs> delete all that B roll out. Don't use this. <laughs> but now that you've said that, who are you? Well, my name is Chris. <laughs> And I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee, and you shouldn't feed me after midnight. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and don't get me wet. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm an analyst. That's one of them, right? I didn't like that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, I literally thought that same thing. I was like, I'm just not going to go into a pool. But no, no. Rick went with the, oh, don't get me wet. Um, no, my put the explicit <laughs> tag on the right on, right on there. I foresee uh, this as many to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my name is Ben. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm afraid of the light. And, and we're opinionated. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. It's finally here. Yes. The happiest time of the year. Ah, oh, Christmas. What, what iconic Christmas film are we going to be watching today, guys? How the Grinch Stole Christmas, of course. I right. thought we were no, doing that's literally. This was a bit. You all, we all know what we're watching. What are we watching? We're watching Gremlins. Yay! Oh, that's oh. right. Bitch, thank you for that natural I segue. Was, I thought it was Die Hard. You, you can't get Bruce Willis wet. wet. He'll, he'll literally snap your neck. Well, dude, yeah. Die Hard eventually. And he gets really grumpy if you <laughs> feed is. him after midnight. He's always grumpy, but he gets <laughs> yeah, that, more grumpy. That's kind of his thing. If you put him in thing. direct sunlight, he gets sweaty, which makes him wet, which, and then again, it's snaps all downhill from yeah, there. Yeah, really. Which is this surprisingly, like, not surprisingly, we're doing Gremlins. We're doing Gremlins, but was actually released in the middle of summer. Was it really? Yes. Originally, like oh. when it when it first June first when wow. it first hit theaters, it was in yeah middle of summer. Fun factoid, Benjamin, are you a, a Gremlins fanatic? Uh, Do you just would, know all the FAQs and all the fan blogs on Gremlins? No, I, I'm not that. I'm not that. I am a huge Gremlins fan. Are you going to go remember, see the re-release in theaters this uh, this Christmas? Have you already seen it? Are you going to see it? Oh, they they're, they're re- re-releasing Gremlins. That's what I heard. Aren't they? Re- I thought it was getting a re-release for the holiday season. That's what I've read. I was on completely unaware of that. I believe it I should might... be out at the time of this podcast being Yay. released. So, oh, lovely. Being Christmas, I might, of course. might do that. <laughs> uh, I, I like this movie, too. Gremlins. It has an 84% in Rotten Tomatoes. It came out in 1984, and it stars Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axon, Polly Holiday, Francis Lee McLean, and Scott Brady. A boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently, malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. So, so a small appearance, I think, from Corey Feldman in this as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Boy Meets World fame. Inter- wait, no? no? No. Corey Feldman. He's Corey Feldman. one of the two. Wait, no, 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 no that's Corey's. Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Which one's no. Corey Feldman from? I can't remember. He's, he's one of the 80s. Yeah. Like, he was one of the 80s kid stars with Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. But what um, was he in? That's what I'm trying to remember. Lost Boys? I yeah, think. he's in Lost Boys. I think oh, he's I also, love is Lost he also, Boys. Is he in uh, Stand By Me, or is that the other Corey? Um, I think that might be the other Corey. Okay. He's also he's also the voice of Donatello in the original, um, or not Donatello. Yeah, Donatello yeah. Um, in the first live action TMNT. So I take it you two have both seen this movie. Yeah, yes. it's a great oh. movie. Have you not? No. 
Oh man, it's really fun. I like cool. this movie a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've heard good things about it, but you know, I've just never sat down and watched it. It's it was one of those movies that no one Expected. growing up at all like I talked to I talked about as being like a great Christmas movie, but I just found it the VHS like under like my parents' entertainment center, and I popped it in and watched it, and I was like, oh man, this is really fun. I like yeah. this movie a lot. Yeah, this this movie. Um, it gets kind of dark at, in certain points, but it also is, is like very lighthearted in certain instances yeah, where it's. I've it's, heard about this like monologue that Phoebe Cates gives about like. Oh her. yeah, I, as a as a small child, I remembered. I thought like I remembered this monologue and thought somebody I knew told me this story, <laughs> and so I legitimately thought that one of my friends could not remember who it was, and I I remember like recounting this to my mother as a small child, and she was like, "That's from." gremlin it's like oh thank goodness i thought i was feeling terrible for one of my friends i mean i'm sure it has happened it must have happened to someone out there at if some you, point if your dad the story has of followed, Gr- i don't yeah, remember this monologue if that's at happened all. to you send us an email at opinionated movie reviews at gmail.com and let us know your story <laughs> well we already know the story of this well, monologue let us, let us know how you felt about your dad being stuck in a chimney and dying or whatever it is oh i do vaguely remember yeah that. all anyway, right I, I don't remember that perfectly but uh i think that we should also point out that i liked how you mentioned that it was lighthearted and dark and that's mm-hmm. very spielbergian and mm-hmm. i believe spielberg was a producer on this film but it was yes. actually directed by a guy named joe dante who they've collaborated on some other projects before so it is i think we'll notice a lot of spielberg touches as we watch it is this like uh, Poltergeist at all, where there's some questions about like how much influence Spielberg had on it? Or well, no, I, I don't from, think so. I think it's a pretty cut and dry production. What what little bit I remember um, from your fan blogs? Yeah, from <laughs> that you well, run. Well, yes, yes, that I run. Uh, I think it was intended to actually have been released um, in like kind of in between Halloween and Christmas. Um, but it was kind of they viewed it like the studio whoever viewed it as being too dark okay and so the they were like brought in Spielberg to kind of lighten the mood up a little bit but it's but it still flows I think fairly well okay. um, that there's like a lot of um, stuff that they also cut out like some storylines um, or plot lines that they decided to cut out there's like oh okay well what happened with this person and why are they such a big deal and now they're not uh, but I guess we can get into that later after we watch gremlins well why don't we get to it all right let's watch it yep there is a creature unlike anything you've ever seen before but a word of warning Never get him wet. Keep him out of bright light. Especially sunlight. It'll kill him. But the most important thing, the thing you must never forget, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never, never feed him after midnight. Interesting. So we well, just watched the Goonies. No, uh, we didn't. We watched. No, it's uh, a different G word. We just watched Gremlins. Whoa, Rick! <laughs> Calm down, there, buddy. <laughs> Trying to think if there is a slur that starts with G. 
Oh yeah, there is. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. We, we just watched we just Gremlins. Watched Gremlins. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't as awesome as I remember it. If I'm perfectly honest, <laughs> you disagree? I disagree. I still really liked it, though. Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid thinking, like, this is the best. And now I'm like, this is still pretty good. But, like, I'm not quite sure why I was so fascinated with it as a kid. <laughs> I mean, We're- I can definitely see why you were fascinated with it as a kid. Like, there's a lot in this movie that a kid would really latch onto and really enjoy, I think. I do think there are some genuinely inspired elements of this movie. I also think that the acting, for the most part, not that great. <laughs> like, yeah. they're, I mean, they're so just pasty, pale faces, just like blankly staring at events and objects <laughs> with no emotion whatsoever. There is a lot of that. Let's let's talk about this opening uh, you know, little dialogue, little yeah, that he gives. Why is it the dad that is giving this this story? That makes it seem like it's going to be the dad's the story, story. Yeah, when he is barely involved, like he shows up there at the like the beginning to kick things off, and then comes back in at the very end when there's nothing left to do. And yeah, like I think they realized. Wait a minute. He's the only like person that is in this cast that has a good radio voice. Yeah, so I, he honestly, has to be the one to do the voiceover. Honestly, the that's kid. what it is. The, the kid doing the voiceover would, I feel, like, come across as really cheesy. It would make yeah. more sense because he was around for all of the events. But I kind of like aesthetically that it's the dad doing. I it. mean, yeah, and, and I don't think cheesy would be a bad move necessarily with this movie. Like, it's not as though this is a deep drama or anything. But in a way. It other, does. Than, other than VB Kate's incredible oh monologue, that uh, that <laughs> both of those like scenes where she's talking about why she doesn't like Christmas, very depressing. <laughs> I love that it ends this huge like. So our dad was dead in the chimney. And that's, and that's, that's how, how I learned that Santa, Santa wasn't, wasn't real. real. <laughs> I love that it ends on like the dumbest note. <laughs> that is comedy genius that, right that there. That honestly might be the best joke of the movie. It's so good. It has to be a joke. No, so is. The whole movie's a joke. The whole movie's a joke. That is exactly dark comedy. There's no other possible I, reaction to that dark, moment than yes. laughter. But no, like... At least, like, when I watched it the first time without knowing anything about it, it was not like, oh, ha ha, that's how she learned Santa wasn't real. It was like, oh my gosh, to a child, like, her father, she found out her father was dead, and then... Yeah, no, I get that it's a dark monologue, yes. but that's the thing, is that in this movie, in the context of this, that has to be intentionally comedic. It, if it's it has not, to be. I don't know how they managed to they they rolled a nat twenty by rolling a nat one if yes. that was if that was unintentional. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh man. Okay, but anyway, I have to say I really do like this old man's like shop full of weird crap. Mm-hmm. Like yes. <laughs> I actually really love how at first, you know, you're you're just ready to jump in and figure out where the gremlin is, but we get sidetracked by this entire repeated gag subplot oh, yeah. of the dad just being like, you know what I think you could use? See, I'm an inventor. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I have the bathroom guy, buddy. <laughs> this guy just constantly, he, and the best part about this is, is he, every time he jumps into these like, hey, buy my, my piece of crap invention, he does it with 
perfect 100% confidence. Oh, yeah. Like, he is the best salesman, and he is selling garbage. Like, I love when the, the thing basically spews baby vomit on his on his shirt. He just, he doesn't even miss a beat. It's Not like even that, phased. That happens, you know, no big deal. I so how many can I here. put you down for? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to start off with a dozen? <laughs> like, just, like, without, like, missing a beat, and then, like, yeah, but, like. Honestly, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite gags in the movie. Yeah. And They're the, just his invention. Yeah. And, then, like, there's also that, like, as he's trying to sell it earlier, when he's, like, telling him, like, oh, yeah, if, you know, you have, like, dragon breath, and then it just, like, the very insensitive like gong as soon as he says it he's like oh whoops um i'm in the wrong part of town to be making that reference and it's like bad breath bad breath now let's keep going it's just like they were i think very intentional about like oh that's insensitive we should make a joke of that and you know it's not that insensitive it's not like dragons are only a chinese thing well but i mean it <laughs> I mean, there it, was a, a little, gong with the with, with the, the noise. They clearly yeah. knew it what was, they were doing. They had a out. strange Chinese like pawn store where the guy's eyes don't, don't match. Yes. <laughs> like the, uh, the, the insensitive thing was not the dragon breath joke. <laughs> well, no, but but, I do, but I do think it's like really funny and clever for like you know just as a character in there to like realize like oh whoops and then correct himself i, th- I thought that was like especially for it being the 80s was like kind of clever on their part whereas you know some other you know back back then people weren't as conscious about you know that kind of stuff and that they were like oh well let me correct this it takes a very long time for us to actually see Gizmo, which I, oh, I'm I surprised like by. Like, yeah, I think it's a good move. I think you mm-hmm. know, this it's sort of the Jaws thing. You want to you want to hold that back as long as you possibly can. And they do that with each of their stages. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, when they're uh, uh, when they like hatch or whatever, it takes a long time for them to unfurl, and you're like, oh, those are more gremlins now. Mm-hmm. And when they uh, turn it into eggs, even after the eggs hatch, it's a long time before we see an actual gremlin on screen. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he takes it home, and okay, we, we got to talk about this. I know it's the thing that like you always yep. talk about with gremlins, yep. these rules. Okay, water, fine, I get that. No sunlight, fine, I get that. Well, it's, so First it's, rule is no sunlight because they can kill him. Right. Second rule, they just said no water. Maybe you mentioned that that causes it to multiply rapidly. You would like to think that it, the cause of like, why is this a rule? Well, because it will multiply. Because he does explain that with the first rule. Like, that's mm-hmm. why you don't put it in sunlight. I actually think it would have been a better idea if they had not said that. So that like when it finally happens that he like gets actual daylight on him. It, it's really like a, something of a surprise if maybe that happens. Maybe this is going to be good. Maybe it's going to be bad. That could be interesting. Maybe the kid but, who's selling Gizmo knows, listen, I can tell that you're a salesperson and I can tell that if you realize how to multiply this thing, I can see you're going to yeah. spread them all over yeah. the world. So I'm just going to say, his, don't get it wet. That is yeah. his first instinct. Literally but everyone's first the instinct. Are pet. <laughs> but okay. What on earth does it mean to not feed it after midnight? It is technically oh, always so after midnight. No, 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 no. When it's currently midnight, but when even then, after, it is technically after midnight. When it's late. Yeah. When it's really late, and it's the yes, morning. Yes, that is also after midnight. Yes. Yeah, so don't there feed it. There is no time that is... Uh, no, Rick, Rick, it's very simple. If it's after midnight... Don't feed the gremlins. Yeah. What's, so, what's so confusing? Well, no, don't we feed can, it. Well, Rick, Rick. No, 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 no. You can Rick, feed it when it's before midnight. But it's always after midnight. No, no that's no, no, only no, no, when no, it's Rick. late. No, 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 no. Rick, Rick, Rick. When you say, oh, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go to bed. And it's always oh, after midnight. It is, like, 
you generally, generally speaking, when you say after midnight, it's not the next morning that you're referring to. It doesn't say don't feed it between the hours of midnight and six. It says after midnight. Which the only time it has ever been a child prior to can midnight figure that was out. on the first day of creation. Then there was a time where it was okay to feed Mogwai. All times subsequent, apparently, it is inappropriate to feed Mogwai because they will turn into hideous monsters. Listen, Rick, it's this simple. Is it after midnight? Yes! No, no it's not. No, no it's only... It's currently no. after it's 8 It's 8.33 p.m. Not, not a midnight, but not midnight. It's 8.33 p.m. When am I allowed to start feeding the Mogwai? Before midnight. Before no, midnight. no, start. Before start. midnight. Like, like uh, any time. Any time before midnight. Oh, so... 12.01 in the morning. No, that's it's after no, that midnight. Is, that after is before midnight. That's after midnight. No, midnight. It's not long enough. <laughs> well, no, just think like, just like the next morning is fine. How do you know? Because, because it's, it's before, before midnight. It's, not, it's a new day. Number, well, anyway, after it's midnight. It's after is, midnight. It is, of course, a new day. That's when a new day starts. Well, so no, then you like can up, feed it in the morning. No, but not it's like, it's after when stay, midnight. When you're staying up late, you anyway, always, this is a dumb joke. I'm done with it. I'm they, leaving out anything else that comes after this. They literally apparently answer this in the sequel, but I can't remember. Well, what it was. they they, really? they make they make reference to the fact like, oh well, what about time zone? What about that? Oh, what about the snow? Oh my god, yeah, time zone. What the heck? What about snow when it gets on them and melts? Wouldn't that be getting them wet? Or what about beer because they're drinking beer throughout the entire like the, that entire sequence? Anyway, yeah. Like, there are so many weird questions about wait, the wait. specifics of how this works. Hold on. Are you saying every time you drink a beer, you get wet? Like, is that how, is well, that how you would call getting wet? in beer. Yeah. So, so every time you take a sip of a drink, Although would you be therefore wet? Well, no, no. There's they, water they, they in us. They do specifically so say you're not supposed to, like, let them even drink water. Like, that is a specific thing that, that he says. Like, you don't get so, wet, but you also don't let, like, don't let them drink water. Don't let them, like, and so... Drinking beer, it, it which really, is wet. you'd be wet. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's that a little ridiculous. But they're not. That's, even, a, that's they're jumping not the shark that a little would bit. Be the ridiculous part. <laughs> but yes. They, but okay. They, but they, anyway, but they're not even supposed so to drink water. It is so amazing how fast this idiot breaks all of these rules. And well, oh, it's the without, first one is pretty bad. But the water spilling on him, like, that was an accident. Like, that wasn't intentional. The other two were kind of accidents and not really. But, but yes, he I agree. He's flashing like, this thing in the face with bright lights from, mo- like, at least, it, okay, it's his mom. And then 20 seconds later, he does it, too. Well, like, it but, is but incredible it, it's, it's, how horribly they treat this tiny little creature. Well, no, it, it's, a, it's an accident. Like, it, it, because he's, like, he's, like, trying to show. I don't care that show- it's an accident. You don't accident like okay. If there's one thing that will like seriously mess up your dog, you're not gonna accidentally do that twice on the first day that you have it. No, that, they, Gizmo they has the patience of a saint. That's all I I'm saying. I will not disagree with that. <laughs> no, that's fair. Now that's <laughs> that a good point. Gizmo is also adorable. I love <laughs> yes, Gizmo. Yes. He's way the better than a Furby. These are amazing. They really are like, impressive. And like, like for for it being like the '80s and like like it. These puppets are super expressive. Like, emotive, yeah, yeah, expressive, and 
just to get like as much emotion out of like just fur and plastic yeah is I amazing mean, to be fair there are a lot of points where i'm like okay this is mm. it looks puppety but to be but you know on the other hand it is also a really good puppet and i in i enjoy seeing it on screen and i enjoy the performance that comes out of it so you know it's a little bit of 50 50 and i think that honestly if they did not look at least a little bit puppety the movie would lose a little bit of its charm would it almost be kind of like a little well, not Uncanny Valley, but it would it would take this movie a whole lot different place, yeah, than than what it kind because of because it's so sort of campy and goofy all exactly. the time. It lets you in on the joke, I think. Like it mm-hmm. lets you laugh at it more than you know if it was a really serious thing, because then it would be really gross when these you know monsters are being murdered. Like if it was not so puppety, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a successful version of Leprechaun. Because Leprechaun is supposed to be a horror movie for kids, but it was neither scary nor was it really that funny unless it was being ironic, you know? Nor was but, it really for kids. <laughs> well, I mean, you it was how they were intending to put it out there. Right. But this movie, it actually is relatively wholesome for a horror, quote unquote, movie. And it's wholesome. also got some... It, it, it kind of is. I mean, it's, it, it's got some genuinely funny moments. It's also genuinely dark. It is also... Mm genuinely a horror movie like it is framed in all the right ways to be going for suspense it just happens to also be an inexplicably goofy premise that resembles Mm -hmm. a cartoon yeah and i think it actually does those things like on at least a surface level very well Mm -hmm. i think it accomplishes all those objectives as opposed to falling flat on its face yeah i would agree there there are a couple things that i would definitely fault the movie for like i think the acting's pretty atrocious (laughs) it's horrible there's a couple of of good performances i think the dad's a pretty good performance Mm -hmm. i think the mom's a pretty good performance the kids are all very you know blank i think phoebe does 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 very well she does all right I mean, yeah, actually, you're, the, she does do pretty you know, good. Uh, but the main guy is so flat, which is why we don't. They're really all so see flat him. in a lot of situations, though. Like, there's parts where they'll do okay, but there's also parts where they will stare blankly ahead as like horrifying things that should get more of a reaction out of you happen around them. I mean, like, the, there's definitely good parts and bad parts. I, I okay, let's back up for one second. the The guy that's like a complete jerk that's his friend in the bar, Judge does Reinhold. He, does he come back? Or was he just in that I one scene? I think he does. He, not in this movie, though. I think he's in the sequel. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I, I have I have no idea, but he does kind of like... Matthew Broderick's in the sequel, if I remember correctly. What? what? I think so. Is that crazy? Did I make that up? You Maybe. Might, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen that movie. I've never seen I, this I have never. I have never seen the sequel. I think I'm crazy. I don't think he's in it. <laughs> Maybe because they he looks a lot like the protagonist. That might be why oh, you're That might be it, honestly. Uh, our protagonist is the where, poor man's Matthew Broderick. Where are we in the... So he he goes to the bank. There's this mm-hmm. old lady who wants to kill his dog. Oh, yes. She's Scrooging lady. so hard. Like oh, she's yeah. going well, way overboard with the Scrooge. She's not going like... That's not Scrooge. That's just horrifying old lady. Like, man, every time she's on screen, I am just dying I mean, her to die. She literally <laughs> repeats the classic Scrooge gag of a poor family coming up and saying, can we have some time extended on the rent? We yeah. have a sick child at home. She's like, it's not my job to get you Christmas pity. Man. Yeah. And then that she goes last, into the bank. That yep. last line that she gives, like after she's like, we don't have jobs. Well, now I guess you know what to ask Santa for. Well, no, but like the, something very clever. I don't know if either one of you picked up on it but like as like i think the night before when he's watching tv it's he's watching it's a wonderful life 
Oh, so and she's old man Potter. Exactly. And so it's kind of oh, like they're drawing, they're drawing uh, like a parallel, at least a little bit in that scenario with, you know, the old person in town that's trying to collect like co- collect everything and sure. basically make everybody in town. I mean, I don't owe the money. I don't know if I'd say it's that clever. I mean, it's just eh. repeating the character and referencing it. Like, but I think it, it gives like later on we see a little bit more into her character. You know, like, I really uh, wish it had been that clearer that that's who that was because I would have been way more excited to see her on screen knowing her death was upcoming. In that case, <laughs> had I realized that's who that was, but I had no idea. It was it took you guys telling me that that was who that character was. Like, because she doesn't have, like, is it a wig that she's wearing when she yeah. goes out? Because she didn't have that on. Like, I just, it didn't, I didn't put it together. It had been a while since mm-hmm. she had been on screen. Yeah, true, and so, true. like, it just didn't click for me that this was that old lady. I, and, I think that the giveaway is she has that, like, super, like, that just voice. Voice, yeah. Just, the very, like, eh, high-pitched and, like, screechy kind I guess, of voice. But, but I think it was because she was not being, like, actively horrible in that scene. She was, mm-hmm. like, she had gone from being, like, the worst human being ever to average crazy cat lady. Well, yeah. she she answers the door going, ah, Christmas carolers. To be fair, you had literally just done, like, almost exactly the same thing. Just a few minutes earlier with Christmas carolers. So. Oh, you mean just not liking Christmas yeah. caroling? <laughs> yeah. That's not being fair. That's just pointing out a similarity I have with this awful character, which is that we both have the same opinion of caroling, which is it's very uncomfortable for everyone. I you're outside, that you're that in was... the cold, you, you're singing a song, probably off pitch, and then the people who wow, are you who you're singing to, of carolers. They, they have to not stand on the they porch, do, they have to stand on the porch also out in the cold going no, like don't. oh i'm listening to well if you if you, you tell them to go away the you're an asshole so no, why do they not. even put you in this position i was that's just, rude i was no. just trying to say that this was a clearly a normal opinion for someone to have but uh, maybe i was wrong christmas carolers there's <laughs> 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 a reason no one does it anymore but we're, we're introduced to her and then we're also introduced uh, right before that to his neighbor who is a world war ii vet and oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, is only trusts american-made really, machinery really doesn't like foreign made things no nope. doesn't because they can't be trusted they break down all the time at the gremlins. same time like yeah he's probably a little bit racist but at the same time a I little was, bit of ptsd yeah <laughs> i was genuinely sad when like he and his wife got squished yeah like they were they were taken out of the movie so unceremoniously for how long they spent building that character. They also yes. get the most brutal of human deaths. Well, I don't know. The old lady got a great one. Getting rocketed. <laughs> I wouldn't through call that one brutal though. That one was very earned. funny and earned. Uh, yeah, honestly, they probably do get the most brutal death because they get literally run over by a bulldozer. But for whatever reason, his I, own track. I I, th- I I don't know if I'm just going crazy, but I feel like he survives and is in the sequel somehow. Maybe they're all in I the mean, sequel. I can see that. Like, <laughs> he dies very much off screen, so it, it's very possible to me. Like I well, we don't see it them get literally physically run over, but we get to see them and then the tractor coming up. Yeah, but I mean, there's a window but, right by them. They could correct. Like, jump through agreed, it agreed. Agreed. The police get a call saying there's a terrible accident with a snowplow. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's pretty much implied. I mean, but. Yeah. You know, a snowplow running into your house could, you know, let you... Sur- I just want them to survive, okay? Yep. Let me have this. Nope. <laughs> nope. You want to argue about midnight? We'll argue about this. <laughs> but, okay, so moving on. Um, 
so Corey, he, uh, the main character invites over Corey Feldman. He's oh, like, oh, yeah. Case? Okay. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, wow, this is a really cool thing. And they accidentally spill water all over 30 him. seconds later. 30 seconds after this kid. What on earth? These people are the worst at taking care of this thing. It is a very, I have n- never spilled water on my dog. And I've had him for years. How do you do it this quickly? Well, you know, it was this guest who did it. It wasn't him. The guest didn't know the rules. They they hadn't mogwai proofed their home yet. Yeah. They, they had a jar of water it. just sitting there. He's an artist. They were yeah. paintbrushes. They were paintbrushes. Yeah, he has to clean his his stop being reasonable. No, um, it's stop, stop being reasonable. <laughs> pretend reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> it is absurd how quickly all of these rules are violated. That's all come I'm on, saying. Like, on, it's fine for the contrivance of the movie, and I don't want it to take longer. <laughs> That's you know, but I'm just saying it is really quick like okay this is the thing at the end well i'll save that for for when we get to the end of the movie anyway yeah the third one i think makes a lot of sense and is paced well because like they're they literally plan it you oh, know yeah, what i no, mean that makes sense which makes the most sense because all of the ones that like pop out of gizmo are evil why are they well, all evil like, like i feel like they should have accidentally gotten the uh food and then become evil they were straight up evil from the moment they popped well, out I, I don't know if i would say all of them are evil stripe is most definitely evil and i think he has a bad influence on the rest of them <laughs> yeah i figure that if stripe kid. if stripe wasn't that mohawk wasn't there yeah I think I feel like if Stripe wasn't there, you know, they would have taken after Gizmo more and they would have, you know, been been more reasonable. I like how they say, like, that one has a stripe. They all have stripes. <laughs> well, Gizmo's is, literally like crying right after they pop out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, he no, in, I know what's he happening. In, he yeah. is in, like, not only that, but he is in, like, in physical, like, screeching pain. Yeah, and no one seems to it, care at all. Like, they were like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, what's happening? Oh, no. And then... Like an hour later, he takes him over to the school and shows this professor and says, hey, check this out. Drip, drip, drip. Ah! Like again, like it's no big deal. It's well, like, no, that was one of the other ones. No, they took Gizmo. He took, Either way, it doesn't matter. He was being a jerk to, to yeah, whatever what it was. After, yes, after knowing that it was like caused it physical pain for it to happen. <laughs> Like, it was screaming the entire time. And not just like, oh, no, don't do that. Ow, it's like screaming and And then that guy proceeds to also torture it by, like, shoving a needle that's the length of its arm into it. Like... I wouldn't call that torture. It grabs it by the arm, forces it out, and, like, shoves a needle... Like, imagine if you had a needle of approximately the same size shoved through your arm. It would be horrifying. Well, yeah, needles suck. Yeah. But you gotta get vaccinated. Yeah. You got to get your blood. You got to get your (laughs) blood test. We can't let them get rabies. It's not okay. Or whatever vaccines are for. I don't know. Whatever vaccines are for? Polio. Polio. (laughs) For starters. (laughs) That's that's number one. And eight. Anyway, can we cut that out, please? That whole vaccine thing. I mean, I don't care. People need to vaccinate their kids. (laughs) And their animals. Thank you for listening. If you don't vaccinate your kids, that's a problem. One of the two. I don't know which one. Wait, of the two kids? Save one of the two kids? Spay. Spay? Yeah, you're supposed to spay or neuter your kids? Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Thank you, Bob Barker. (laughs) This episode of Price is Right is brought to you by. I have not had enough caffeine for this. <laughs> so what so, happened next? So, so they, he, they, it should they, be they start eating, essentially. Like, they trick him into feeding mm-hmm. them, and they also 
trick, you know, or not really trick, but you know, the other one grabs a grabs food from which him. you can actually see, which I see in the background that there's actually a clock on the wall, and it shows that it's like two o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Why a high school teacher is at school performing experiments at two o'clock in well, the morning? I mean, clearly, this thing has a lot of like. If this thing would be a biological wonder, like you True. could probably make literally millions off of. True, this thing. True, but if I was, you know this guy i would not be wanting to do any sort of experiments or testing at a public high school this guy is he's just a high school professor this guy is creepily invested in this like every time he looks at this mogwai the look on his face is like just creepy it's just creepy yeah like a level beyond creepy like there's other words i want to use for this but i'm i'm not gonna because it's too far but just he is so weirdly into what he's doing to this mogwai like these experiments turn him on it's it's just weird i think it's a little far i think he's just really interested in it i, I yes yeah, he, I, I agree he is, he is, he is really very excited because this is a this is a new he is species very excited yeah by but, but new species. i would say his the acting is a little bit over the top <laughs> For this one, well, sure, <laughs> acting's a little over. It's, the top. Yeah, okay, in, so, a, in a in a film full of underperformances, <laughs> he goes way above and beyond. <laughs> well, and so I guess um, actually, they accidentally feed their their mogwai and oh, past midnight, and they turn into like alien eggs. But, but as it's happening, we also get a scene from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I think they have cocoons and mm-hmm. stuff okay. like that yeah. as well. Which sure. Okay. They do a little kind of a little bit of foreshadowing to sure. tell you what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and his turn into their little pupil stage along yeah. with uh, they turn the, into that, the, and the then the, the good part of the movie starts. And yeah, well, the <laughs> insane part of the movie starts yeah. as well. I I really like the design for all of these gremlins. I do wish that they were a little less uniform. Like I feel like the base gremlin is really really normal throughout all of them, and then there's stripe. But I do like all of the crazy costumes they put on these things. Oh yes, they like it feels like they when making and going through these kinds of scenes, um, especially later on. Like each one of these gremlins has their own personality, their own character. Yeah, definitely. and it's really just really funny to see some of them interacting with each other. And just like I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with this guy. This guy's insane. But before we get to there. The the scene where the mom is stalking through the house, oh murdering gremlins. Well, no, even right, before, right that, before that, that like Gizmo hiding in the football helmet and seeing the shadows, hatch. like it's genuinely no, pretty are, scary. Yeah, that is genuinely scary. I'm just saying, like the only information this woman has is that her son has said, "Get out of the house." Like that to me says there's a lot of different possibilities here of like where I would take that but I don't know that I would go to full on double fisting knives murder well well, well they Rick, did have the glass thing thrown at her face yeah. they, have, they, they are attacking her I'm not and saying they put on Christmas music <laughs> I'm not saying it's unwarranted I'm just saying like she went from she, zero to a hundred real she quick went to, from zero to straight up cold blooded murder real fast in the most gruesome ways possible I don't Fair. think that's what happens when you microwave something, but if it is, dang. Fair, but also kind of cool to see a woman take on the slasher role in a film and be very successful at it. She is pretty ballsy with that knife. 
takes I mean, out like three of them brutally. I mean, and is very than, successful. The main it is very progressive to have a woman be the brutal murderer in, in a movie. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than our two main characters, I mean, as far as we know, she has the highest body count in this movie. Yeah, and she has some of the best kills. Yeah, I think blends I think so. one, microwaves and one, stabs one to death, stabs one to death. It's like weakly struggling in the background <laughs> of that scene like, for the oh, rest no. of it. Like it is horrifying. <laughs> Well, and, uh, and before that, uh, whenever he's uh, our main character was notified by the teacher that the egg had hatched, like he come like he tries to come back and he sees the teacher head under desk with a hypodermic needle in his butt. I honestly like, what, was, like, that, what was was that was great. That was great. I love that the movie, like if you're young enough, it's like some of those moments are just scary. <gasps> yeah. Exactly. But like once you reach a certain threshold, you're like, he stabbed him in the butt. My, my only problem with this scene is that like compared to the rest of the movie, this is like weirdly tame. Like oh, yeah. for the rest of the movie, to, for this to be on that level, I would need there to be like a hundred uh, like needles stuck all up in him. And that well, would be awesome, I think. But as it stands, it's just a little bit like, oh, OK, are we going for actually creepy here? Well, I think like as soon as those eggs are introduced, like it is a very kind of creepy and disgusting. Well, it's, it's coming to me. I, I think it's tongue in cheek. <laughs> cheek. Get it? Cheek. Butt. Stabbed him in the butt. Uh, yes, that. Uh, I hope that was picked up on Mike. Well, no, but but up until like we basically see them in the bar, like that that like all of them in the bar and interacting with each other and being completely ridiculous. Like this is a very like I think creepy and almost terrifying scenario because they they don't paint them as being like silly or funny. They are being very brutal. It's a little reminiscent in the earlier part of the movie of like them looking for the small version of the alien on the mm-hmm. ship. Exactly. You know, but uh, it, 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 I think that they're slowly just peppering in like, you know, this is actually just supposed to be funny at a certain a little point, bit, you know, oh, yeah. like by the end of the movie, it's not intense. It's just ridiculous and silly oh, it's, it's and a great time. And they're, they're the playing time with was m- one of the gremlins doing the maniac dance. It occurred <laughs> to me that maybe I'm supposed to be laughing at this, not shaking in terror. <laughs> but we haven't quite jumped the shark yet. There's no. just some small I'm bits of ridiculous humor. That there was not a literal jumping the shark scene. In this that, movie. that would be great. <laughs> Uh, but the the bar I think is by far like the most like wacky and okay. fun and ridiculous part. Well, also in the soundtrack, like eat, like before this, like we get the bar scene and them caroling. Like we yeah. get we get a scene where um like the, like all this stuff is happening. It's like very like upbeat and kind of like a little bit creepy, but kind of hokey music as well. And it's just like okay, what kind of I can see what well, I mean, you, we, what kind of attitude and kind of feeling you want me to have from this, but this is not matching what well, what, what you've done so far. We did sort of skip, yeah, the the scene where he's you know trying to, or did we skip the scene where he was you know go, taking the trying to catch the the thing and it cannonballs into the pool. Oh yeah, we did we did skip over that where where all of the gremlins have been killed <laughs> that we know of except for the one in the school and yeah. Stripe. And Wait, isn't that Stripe? I thought that was Stripe that was in the school. Nope. Nope. Really? Yeah, stripes yep. at home. Remember, it was the oh. one that. This is a problem. He has a again. mohawk. It is difficult for me to tell them <laughs> apart at times. I mean, he's the only one with the mohawk. Well, yeah, when it focuses on him, I'm like, okay, that's definitely stripe. But there's well, times where it's like, okay, that one kind of has a tuft of white well, on it. Is and, that stripe? And to Rick's defense, like 
when we are introduced to the one in the school, it is literally it pans over from him like walking into the infirmary to it pan back to him and it scuttles away. Like it's very quick and not doesn't really give us enough time to see uh, that gremlin. Right, but like we knew enough to know that like it jumps Story into the pool when there's yeah, no more left and then there's suddenly tons of them. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like it's not that important which one it is, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like this thing is I, I really like that moment of oh, oh crap. Like you thought the movie like the conflict was about to end and mm. then it's like oh man a pool oh, no. would be a nightmare for something with these types of rules exactly like the i i like this because i feel like the the natural first step with a a movie that uh i guess they probably weren't thinking franchise at the time but the natural first step would be like to have the gremlin get like you know hit once with the water so there's a bunch of them and then like right at the end it looks like it's gonna jump into a pool or something and they stop it barely and then like the next time when the sequel comes that's when they do like hundreds of them but i love that they just jump straight to that oh like, yeah yeah they, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen probably olympic sized swimming pool <laughs> well and then like it goes from like the bubbling and just the very the lights the and... lights and the uh the fog yeah and everything that's coming up out of this and it kind of cuts away and then we see the horde of them coming down the street badly done honestly ba- yeah <laughs> it's it's really b- bad what looks like claymation or like well, it had to be in what it yeah. was yeah uh, but it but it's still just like wow like it is yeah it is a like oh, okay stuff's about to get real and it really does i love this like little montage of them not really being full-on evil just being dicks they're basically yeah. like really spoiled children that like <laughs> don't care about any of the consequences of their actions and are brilliant oh yeah like insanely brilliant geniuses technical geniuses how on earth do they do that thing with the ladies like seat to make it rocket up those stairs that quickly that's impossible <laughs> that is my favorite one oh, like, that is by, by far the best one. Oh yeah by far because not only is she a terrible person Right, so you don't but, feel bad laughing. But, but she rocket shoots out, out. of a window so, at a disproportionate it, speed. Yeah, it's so over the top that you're like, like when she's zipping up there, you're like, oh, she's going to get hurt when she like fall, falls off at the top. No. <laughs> she <laughs> launches out of that house like she was fired from a cannon. <laughs> well, and then we also have our protagonist that like he goes and tries to get the police involved. And they're like, ha, 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 okay, whatever. Little green monsters. And they end up going and getting a phone call about uh, the, I guess, the World War II vet and his wife. And we, we saw them get run over by the tractor. And they were like, oh, no, like, this is, might be a real thing. And head out. And they're still, like, skeptical. But they pull up and see her rocket out of her house and then they see a santa claus running out of his house covered and then they're like oh no what do we do and they're just sitting there and like as he's rolling up the window to leave like one of the gremlins is just sitting at the window going (laughs) they are the worst cops ever do they do they show up again after they run away to be fair they they don't cover this in police training that's right they they get in the car crash okay yeah yeah. they, they try to speed and and get away and the gremlins cut their brake lines, and so they end up crashing, flipping over, and then exploding like any good car does in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. So <laughs> this is about when we get to the bar scene. And you know what? Whatever you want to say about 
Phoebe Kate's character in this movie, she is dedicated to her job. She is a job. dedicated volunteer. She's straight. She is she's a paid. volunteer bartender, not getting paid. I've never thought about that. I would have been gone. <laughs> and she's straight up trying to keep up with everyone's tabs, like making sure their drinks stay full, trying to even light someone's light cigarette. <laughs> this scene goes on for like a full five minutes of oh, yeah. just weird way too long gremlin for- nonsense that is just like okay let's reference this hey you know what would be really funny let's do this like just the, the dog's playing poker oh let's make one of these guys like a blues guy and then, oh, oh the what? blues the the, the, the noir the detective guy was so funny oh gosh and then it <laughs> the music changes with, with the little puppet the guy with the little hand puppets <laughs> like I want to know what story he was trying to tell with those hand puppets I want to know like maybe he was the creative one in the group like guys I got a got a new idea for a short story <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like they, this goes on for just too honestly too long, too long. But, but it's, it's so hilarious. It's probably and my favorite part of the movie. Oh, it's yeah. so because you keep getting surprised whenever they change tone to a new gag. Like you keep thinking, surely they're out of ideas, and if they're gag. not out of ideas, they're out of budget. But then <laughs> they cut to another thing, <laughs> and you're just like, what? What else are they gonna do? It's like they found this closet just full of like props Mini for props. or costumes for two year olds, yeah. and we're just like, all right, put put one of these on each of them and let's do a gag the number of props they made specifically for these gags because you know they just sat down and brainstormed just idea after idea just throw it all at the wall hey, and what's did popular them. now yeah exactly oh my gosh <laughs> but anyway so uh, they they finally get kate out of there and take her over well to she almost the she gets stood up at the like she's trying she's using a camera trying to scare them all away and freak them out and there's like one of them like with a mini gun and, and and like a ski mask on like trying to do like a like a stick up it's like what is this movie what are these gremlins first they're homicidal then they're carolers and then they're in a mailbox just throwing sh- like stuff out that like people are trying to mail to people i'm telling like, you there's what is spo- the scale to this they're, they're spoiled the children that's what they are I mean, they're not even like spoiled children they're just assholes yeah it's like, but, <laughs> like that's from, what like, spoiled children are they are many assholes <laughs> they're just nothing they don't know any better but these know better <laughs> I guess that's uh, the only difference. They genuinely know that they're assholes, and it's like, yeah, yeah they're, it's fine. They're, they're gleeful it. about it. Uh, uh, but anyway, so they get over to the bank, and Phoebe Cates stops the action of the movie to give, like, a two-minute monologue about her. Why she doesn't like Christmas. Which, well, I mean, I guess it's What the, I movie guess, are we in at this point? Like, it, it definitely does feel like a drastic change, because <laughs> we're getting, like, completely over the top and ridiculous and then we get this somber moment right in like basically smack dab in some of the like the most ridiculous uh bar scene and then they we go straight into the theater i love that billy throughout this scene doesn't seem to be paying like a hundred percent attention he seems to be like awkwardly like you know, I'm. We have a problem. Really hot, and I really want to date you. But there's a lot of stuff that is going down. But I don't want to interrupt you because that might mess up my chances later. <laughs> but can you can you hurry it along, like, lady? I'm sorry. 
That sucks. That sucks. You know what also sucks? We're all going to die. All of us and everyone we know. That's a good segue. Um, but so, so she tells this horrific story about how she learned that Santa wasn't real. Um, Which is her dad died in a chimney trying to bring her Christmas gifts. But not Santa. the takeaway. The takeaway is Santa's not real. I think that's more just the icing on the cake. It's uh, so sort funny. Of scenario. It's so funny. <laughs> well, but even what we glossed over that I think Rick was the most flabbergasted by was um, our protagonist's dad leaves to go to an inventor, inventor's oh convention. My God. Oh, this is a great bit. He calls his wife. This is before the whole gremlin scenario starts. And there is a robot that walks by. The, it's the robot from machine. Lost in Space. And, and the robot but, interacts with him. But it is The robot clearly, straight up is like, I have no use for the bathroom, buddy. It will cause me to rust. It's, <laughs> it's clearly not like an actor in the robot. Like it, within the universe of this movie, there is mm. actual Android, like full on robot technology like that. But the really like crazy thing is that behind it, you can see the Orson Welles time machine firing up and then we cut away and then when we cut back it is gone and the people that were watching it are just like where did it go time travel exists in this movie well teleport disappearing exists in this movie well the implication is time travel bitch it would have been so amazing if in the middle of the second movie in the background, like you cut back to a scene and it's just there and the guy's like super confused. <laughs> uh, uh, I love that. That even just for the, the most surface level joke of that mm-hmm. scene, though, is how the dad's like, yeah, I'm at the Inventors Convention. Um it's, it's a little it's a little more heavy duty than I anticipated. <laughs> he just has his little he has his little glorified Swiss Army knife that for bathroom. That is the dumbest thing that I have ever seen in my entire life. By the way, what with the smokeless, smokeless ashtray. Ash <laughs> no, the thing that he's holding in his hand is dumber. I think the egg thing was way stupider. Or like the, the egg thing is look, super this is the stupid. Thing. I can imagine the idea behind those. I can imagine this the bathroom is, buddy. This is a block that you would have to carry around. And you know what else you could use to carry all of those items? A bag! <laughs> but but a bag I, is so cumbersome, right? A bag, you have to sort through it to find your things. You always know where the toothbrush the is. <laughs> I love the toothbrush. No, no. If you look closely, the toothbrush is in the worst place because it folds out and it's in the middle of the block. So to use it, you have to... Yeah, no. <laughs> Although the worst, the, the worst, worst invention is the is the, the hammer. The hammer. The hammer is the funniest one, actually. It is. It is the funniest, but it yeah, is the also the least is useful. It's the fly swatter thing. Then I can see the fly swatter one working because bu- the bugs are really hard to hit. Only, so like you, you only, just create a huge vacuum and like you just need to hit it once. You don't even need to smack it against the wall. You just need to knock that it out thing of the would air. Be useless for trying to hit a fly, but I do want it because every time you guys disagree with me, I would pull that thing out and smack you in the faces a thousand times a second. It would be uh, glorious. See, it's a great invention. Sometimes the best inventions are stumbled upon on accident. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, you, know, you discover a new use for something that that makes it even more valuable. So the sun starts coming up. <laughs> and yeah, so new they use, all new hide year. in the theater, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. 
And Stripe once again just runs away, like before all this stuff happens, so that the movie can continue. Well, he, I doesn't, love... he doesn't run away. He he is he's getting candy. candy. He wants candy. He, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying like he's like, oh, I'm afraid, I'm escaping. No, he just like scampers off to do something else. I love that they're watching Snow White and they love it. Oh, Furthering my theory, they're just spoiled children. I love that there's one of them wearing either wearing Mickey Mouse ears or that has Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, and they're singing their like the hi ho, hi, and they're all singing along, and it's like an entire auditorium filled with these little gremlins, and they are having the time of their life. You know, the guys that put that together had a blast, blast. Yes. like just doing like making random gremlins out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. This would have been one of the funnest sets to be on, I think. Well, unless like the puppetry was like way more work than we're giving it credit for possibly like Like maybe they're like i guess this is funny but it took us literally 90 hours to set up this shot (laughs) was there a gremlin in the puppetry shut up you've made that joke 13 times it wasn't funny the first time bill But they end up blowing up. You, they end up like locking down and blowing up this this theater. And the, and the last one, one, the last one is literally just like, into, there are two like on fire, and there's one just waving <laughs> knives around, laughing, laughing wearing a surgeon mask. <laughs> it's completely for, like ridiculous. no reason. Yeah. There's no context for that being a thing. Um, as so, far as I know, it references nothing. nothing. <laughs> but we see them leaving and. But they find out that 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 they stripe, stripe is in, there. in the window, yeah, and, and they run in there. And Phoebe Cates does next to nothing except she turn has on the, the job. Fa- the fountain. She has the oh, job of finding. Well, she also turned on, on the lights. lights. Yeah. Okay. She. Which was her job. It's what she was sent <laughs> it to took do. Her forever too. Like you would think it. If would If I was to throw you quicker. in a store and say, "Hey, go find the breaker box and turn on the lights," do you, would you be able if to find it immediately? If you put me in the control room, I'm probably going to find it faster than she did. Because normally in those kind of things, there's going to be like a. Thing well, no, that but says they, they walk in through the front door and say, "Hey, go." She she they're like in the front of the store. When you don't need to apologize for this. It's just goofy. I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> you are it's a bad movie apologist. Reasonable. It's it's reasonable. Anyway, reasonable. she manages to turn on the fountain, which is the worst thing you could do. Also, why is there a fountain in this store? What kind of store is this? It's a weird store. It's, it's, a, it's very weird. a pretty weird store. They also sell guns in this guns store. And toys. in a low cabinet. Store. In a very low cabinet. And gremlin-sized crossbows. <laughs> Yes, this it's a crossbow for your for the child. children. Yeah, you want to take your child hunting with a crossbow. People do that for yeah. some reason. I mean, I had I did go hunting as a child that was like eleven. So the size but of it, a gremlin. I was very when short. you were the size of a gremlin. I was very short. Shut up. <laughs> so you're telling me that you went hunting when you were four years old? When I was four, I was half a foot tall. <laughs> Uh, but, about but the size get, of a gremlin. But we get some insane, like, the gremlin has a crossbow and shoots our protagonist. Like, straight up shoots, shoots him with him. a big arrow. Like, right, like sticking I, out of his arm. And Mick, protagonist's son, son, whatever his name is, he goes down like oh, a like little a wimp rocks. here. It, it like, he, he gets hit with one baseball. And, and he's, he's the like, he's the, the back. Like, that's there. It does that. It would looks hurt like it, a lot. Yeah. It would hurt he's a lot. Like, but he falls over and not trying to escape at all. He's just he's like, like, oh, my slip disc. <laughs> yeah, he flails <laughs> like an old man that like, took a bad fall. My hip. 
And then he shoots him with a crossbow. He keeps, and he just and then, lays and there. He, he keeps getting pelted with the baseball. And for some reason, like, he can grab a stereo to block one of the things, but it, like, hitting is too much for him to bear, and he falls concussed and, like, flails around well, no, he, staring he's at still, nothing. No, he's still laying on the ground. And so he's, like, when he picks it up, he reaches over and picks it up. Yeah, I know. He's After that. Always, no, he's always laying on the ground. No, he, like, he passes out for a second yeah, is what Rick's getting Yeah, he full on, like, just is like, oh, I have been slain. It's, it's a, it's, he's kind of a wuss. He's like, a huge just be, wuss. He's a wuss. And that's I'm not, not going to disagree. disagree. Yeah. But I loved that Gizmo got in a little RC car well, and started driving it around. That, but it took too long from that point to get to the actual climax. <laughs> Which the actual climax is so weak. Like, well, it is, he comes it's the like a whoopee cushion. Oh, the chainsaw, the chainsaw was great. The chainsaw was great. The chainsaw was okay. I, the cha- it was wonderful. It was, I liked how it ramped things up a little bit. It was a little bit too far for me at this point. Well, and, and too, then the it, chainsaw's too far, too far. Too far in that I was like, okay, I, I'm. You're no longer going far enough over the top for me to be interesting. Like too far as in we're extending the gag of him having trouble fighting this tiny little monster. So you're you're experiencing I what I experienced in Friday Thirteenth Part. Yes, exactly. Like okay. just a little bit. Like I I'm think like, you okay. could use the jump in the shark more. Str- what if he wore strong. a hockey mask? What if he wore a hockey mask? That might have actually done it. That, that would have done it. Like, I think that would have made it better. Or or the leather face mask. <laughs> also good. Any any, any let's mask. Let's just go and throw it. Any mask as long as it's related to chainsawing people. And as long as it is clearly made for a gremlin when there would be no, <laughs> no way. reason for them to have a gremlin made. Definitely. Whatever. Definitely. But, anyway. but she finally gets the lights turned on. He freaks out right. and is drug away by the chainsaw <laughs> until it is unplugged. But he gets into the... Into the uh, finds the gun. Gets into the, Bell. I guess, water <laughs> gun. <laughs> I cannot stress how intelligent these weird little models are. It'd be so funny if he turned again and went, water gun. <laughs> oh my I thought gosh. you were going to say if he turned a little further and went, camera. <laughs> Breaking the funny. fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. So, so our protagonist he comes in and is trying to find him and he is just standing in the fountain at this point nothing is happening to the gremlin well no he, he is, is standing in the fountain i mean he's like bubbling and stuff yeah he's starting start, start, his back yeah. is starting yeah, to yeah, blue, no, blue, 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 blue. Just starts immediately like bubbling and freaking no that's out. when he like sticks his finger in the top uh, yeah whatever but, but still but you know still, he yes. gets into the fountain it's and that's a little, all that really it's a little weird he can climb the fountain and not get wet anyway Mog, uh, Gizmo like flies up and, and saves the day and I actually do really like the various melting stages of Stripe. Mm-hmm. Those are actually oh, all really cool. Those, Especially the one those that, like, prosthetics. The skeleton that like pops out of the water oh, yeah, at the, the last second end. and is like trying to crawl towards him and, and then you know, def- melts. The skeleton deflates yeah. and then melts. It's awesome. That was like, really It was a one. really good effect. Definitely. It's yeah. just too bad that this climax ender is such a whoopee cushion of a climax. It's like we have all this scale ramped up. Stripe's supposed to be the big bad one and it's been doing all right so mm-hmm. far but you kind of expect a little more of a punch and all that happens is gizmo goes huh huh bright light and then yeah. it's over right, well basically. i mean but we do get the ramp up that he's like actually like almost killing him he's like hurts him with the baseball granted he should not have gone down like a bag of bag of rocks for that but he shoots him with the crossbow the i crossbow would have liked it a little fun, more but like, if, if gizmo like went off a ramp and ran into, into stripe him. and then they went out the window to the outside and but the car like flips dies. well the car could like flip over gizmo to protect him but then the guy is just like burned or he outside. jumps out of the car as, yeah. like midair or something yeah i i agree that would have been a lot cooler like, go ahead and like make it re- keep jumping the shark that's all i'm saying either way 
That was the jump the shark moment. There you go. There was no. Anyway. Okay. So this ending, this is what I don't get about the ending. The dad has like wandered onto the set. Like I, I almost feel like they just had him wander onto the set accidentally. And we're just like, eh, whatever, keep it. And like after that, they go home and they're having mm-hmm. their like quiet moment when the creepy old Chinese man shows up. He literally apparates into the room and everyone just like, oh, this is the guy I bought the... Oh, yes. You have my address. This guy gives the... Oh, no, he did give him his card. I'm not going to... This guy gives the dad a dressing down Mm -hmm. about responsibility and all that. (laughs) The dad was not there. Well, But but it's kind of the dad's fault. But no. no. Yeah, it's kind of the dad's fault, but Everything that went wrong is that kid's fault. He should be directing this all at him. True. But the dad is just like, yeah, you're right. I was irresponsible by giving this to my my adult son who cannot follow three very simple rules. I'm sorry. I mean, it's well, no, his but, job but, but, to be more responsible. But to, He's no, the adult. His dad is a full on. His son is a full on adult that is drinking beer in a bar. Okay, well, At yeah, but he's 20s. wearing a red jacket in an 80s movie, so he's a teenager. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I... No, I, I was confused I, at various points in this movie about how old I was supposed to assume. I, I mean, he yeah. straight up looks like he's 28, but he but seems to have the like demeanor of, like, a 17-year-old. Yeah, he, 14. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's literally, like, is this guy a junior in high school, or is he, like, graduated and, like, working on his master's? Like, what, what, like, kind of what kind of age is this yeah guy exactly at? but but i mean i can understand why the um the chinese guy would be giving the dressing down to the father because in his eyes the father stole the mogwai he doesn't no, know he totally did i'm just saying like it doesn't make sense in the mood context of the movie but like, he doesn't know what ha- i don't who, care who that he doesn't involved. know he like he saw it on the news maybe he saw the kid fu- doing all this like it does not matter to me that the, in the logic of the movie about the magical gremlins that involves time machines as well in the background <laughs> that like oh the chinese man couldn't have known it was the kid's fault screw you <laughs> okay well I, I i will stand up for this chinese guy and let and just say like he all he knows is that all this crap it doesn't happened. matter that much binge like you it don't have to defend to this well, let, let, let him have it matters to me <laughs> it's not important it's you got not. yours <laughs> well no just binge can have his if, some, if somebody stole something of yours and gave it to their kid, and their kid did something wrong with it. And at the end of the day, when you come up to confront them, they both have the item, and you see this massive damage, you're going to blame the guy that stole it, not the kid. Because you don't know whose fault it was. But he's getting his I'm masters. not a magical old man who takes care of weird magical animals. Thank God. Yeah, it's true. Like, I would be... You want to talk about irresponsible. <laughs> yes. You would have I been would the be, first person to start pouring water I, all over I would have mogwai. handled it to him and said, oh, $200? Yeah, done. By the way, water it loves. Food af- only after midnight. <laughs> That's just because you're spiteful. <laughs> well, yeah. Because I've had to deal with people like you, binge. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, I I think we're pretty much at the end here, and we get like another monologue. It's, it's a very like happy, fun yeah, just family like stuff. It's it basically matter. responsibility. I still don't know why the dad is giving this this speech at the end. I mean, yeah, it, the speech at the end's a little. I I think that they were trying really hard to merge the idea of we came up with this cool little creature that in at one half is kind of cute, and the end it's like 
evil. Uh, but we also want to make a movie about this weird conspiracy theory about little air nymphs that would break down airplanes in mm-hmm. World War Two. And we want like to make actual, them the same. Which we I want, believe that was like an actual thing. No, it's an actual like like tale, tale. That, yes, that like yes, yes, ace yes. pilots would tell. But they are not even close to the same. Like, so mm-hmm. it's just a little weird. They kind of force fed that in there. And at the end, they really double down on it with that final monologue. And yeah, it's like, like turn on all the lights, check, you know, I, I it's kind of cutesy. That little, I seriously cutesy. think that monologue was written at a different point in the script. Like they just didn't change it. <laughs> like they were just like, okay, this is what we're like. We were going to write everything. It was like, oh crap, we forgot to rewrite the, the ending of the, like eh, the, the, the final monologue. We had the, a, the we epilogue. Had, we had a maniac dance with a gremlin. Screw it. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. keep it. Yeah, they they completely forgot. They did the voiceover work at the beginning of the movie, and they're like, "Crap, we can't have him come back in." <sighs> so, Ben, you really like this movie? Why don't you go first? Yeah, I I really love this movie. Um, I have a lot of fun with this every single time I watch it. Partly because of nostalgia. Not gonna lie, like this movie has a lot of nostalgia points for me, and I mean, it is very dated. Uh, the puppets are very good, but there are certain times that you can see uh, that obviously tell these are puppets. Um, other than the fact that you know they're creepy creatures <laughs> that you know wouldn't exist in normal life. Um, acting is a little subpar, but that, but for a campy but for a campy movie that like is this, generous, yeah. <laughs> Um, but for a campy movie like this, you know, you're not necessarily coming for the acting. You're coming for, I guess, the spectacle to have a good time. And I think this is exactly what this movie does. Um, it does kind of tote the line between creepy and hilarious a little bit, uh, which I would like to think was intentional on the maker's part. Uh, as far as the rate or I guess <clears throat> my favorite scene uh, has to be the bar scene. It is completely ridiculous and over the top. And seeing like 18 different gremlins with their own personality and the sock puppet gremlin is just hilarious. And just like their reactions, their reactions just even to each other. Just like, I am done with you. I'm going to shoot you just to other gremlins. And I think it's hilarious. Um, My least favorite scene is probably the scene with the old curmudgeon lady in front of the bank with the mother and her two and her twin daughters. That is so well, it's so mean and depressing. It's like, I don't want this in the movie. Because it's just so, it's just, I don't know. Your least favorite scenes are always, I mean, it's not bad. I just, it's made me feel I don't like it. Well, no, I, I didn't like it. I just, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was a little, a little unnecessary. What? A little unnecessary in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's your score? <laughs> Not the Milk Duds product placement. <laughs> the weird Christmas Carol side plot. <laughs> Those are funny. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. Go away. Hey, I have every right to say what I want is my uh, least favorite and favorite I'm, scene. I'm yielding it back to you. <laughs> Go ahead. I just um, think it's funny. As far as the score, I mean, I really enjoy this movie every single time I see it. It is completely ridiculous, and it's not something that is really high quality <laughs> unless you're talking about the puppets but i it's it's still just really fun and really enjoyable and i i would still give it you know it's above passing i give it three and a half out of five uh i was genuinely blended. you were gonna give it five. <laughs> oh, i wanted to just to see your reaction um but yeah three and a half out of five blended gremlins <laughs> 
I will go next to give you the last word, Rick, since this is your that. first time watching it. And I wanted to give you a little a little bonus there. Um, I really liked this movie as a kid. Uh, I thought it was a perfect movie as a kid. Now that I've seen it, now I'm a little older. I'm like, oh, there's some room for improvement. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think the reason people remember this movie is it's really unique. I don't know of a lot of movies that really go for whatever the hell you would call what this movie goes for. It's super tongue in cheek. It also enthusiastically embraces trying to have moments of tension, mm-hmm. even though its concept is completely ridiculous. Yeah. It is, and on top of that, Christmas horror movie, I can think of maybe two others, and one of those is a stretch. Yeah. Uh, like Black Christmas and Krampus. I was thinking of Krampus slay. and Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> but Nightmare Before Christmas isn't really. It's bar- That's why I said barely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about it, Santa's sleigh? Oh, gosh. Is that a real movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to watch it. You it's don't. terrible. <laughs> is it as like good as Ginger though. Dead Man? Because I also haven't seen that. I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't that, seen that one either. But anyway, anyway. anyway. Sorry. Uh, my favorite scene in the movie is probably when the curmudgeon old woman uh, rocket shoots out of the house. As a kid, I always thought that was super funny because she is so fun to hate. And it's kind of fun to watch her get her comeuppance. And then to cap it all off, she's literally just like waist deep in the snow but just her legs sticking straight out it's so <laughs> tex avery like it's so funny um my least favorite thing about the movie would probably be uh i think that after the initial title sequence sort of the first act of the movie is really slow i think that it's not very funny either for the most part um we get some good character background but mm-hmm. I don't really care about these characters, you know? So, like, I, I'm not here for the characters. I'm here for the gags. Yeah. So, the setup, I think, was a little weak and could have been improved. In particular, the whole thing with the dog and the, the lady, also involving the lady, uh, just... It really didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it, it was yeah. really boring. It's just like, all right, you're wanting to establish that this lady's terrible. Has a great payoff later only because I hate her and she dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. All in all, I think that uh, three and a half is actually a really great spot to land for this movie. I don't think it's amazing, but I do think it's genuinely a whole lot of fun. And I would, I would, I can't imagine a world where I'm opposed to watching it because it's so unique and ridiculous. And, you know, as holiday movies, there are a dime a dozen and this one stands out. So three and a half enthusiastic, whatever Binge said. Blended gremlins. <laughs> blended yes, gremlins. Blended gremlins. <clears throat> um, my favorite part of this movie is the bar scene. Like that's just the moment mm-hmm. where I feel like that that's the moment where the weirdness and craziness spikes the highest, and that's what I think you come to this movie for. Uh, my least favorite scene is actually Chris's favorite scene, and for one specific reason, and it's only that I did not realize that it was the old lady from the beginning of the movie. Like, if they, they just needed to put that, that wig on her or give me some little more clue that it was her. Um, um, and then it might have been my favorite scene because I hated her, <laughs> and literally every time she was on screen, I said, I cannot wait till she dies. So you I know. do remember <laughs> seeing the like the look of disappointment. It's like, oh, that was her? Yeah. Dang it, I wasn't able to enjoy that as yeah, much as I exactly. wanted to. If if I had been if I'd known from the beginning of that scene that, oh, it's finally gonna happen, I'm gonna get to see how she dies and then gotten that ridiculous death, it would have worked really well. But because I didn't know who it was, I thought it was just some crazy cat lady who mm-hmm. had gotten a really cruel death for no real reason. But then you guys told me about it and I was like, Oh, okay, okay. Yay! Yay. 
I know now. So yeah, that I think that could have been done a little better. Um, this movie is insane. Like it's so bonkers, weird. Like just straight up weird. And I get why it has its place in pop culture the way that it does. Like there is nothing, at least that comes to mind, that is quite like this. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of flaws with it, and there's a lot of things that could be done better. So I'm gonna go a little lower than you guys and say, uh. You know what? Blended Gremlins is good. <laughs> Three Yay. out of five blended Gremlins. Yeah. This this movie is fun, and I definitely recommend seeing it. But I don't know that I would recommend seeing it a lot. Like, I mean, this is this I is wouldn't definitely turn like, it off. It was if it was on, but I would don't know that I will go out and search out to see it again. I mean, this is definitely like the type of movie that it's like, oh, it's Christmas. It be or like. In December, like, oh, this would be fun to watch because it's it's a very unique Christmas movie. If I was hanging out with my nephews, I would definitely put this on for them. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is a really good, like, you're babysitting the younger half of your family kind yeah. of movie. And you want to entertain them with something they probably haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> also, you to watch something that is not Hallmark Channel level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas movies. Christmas movies, you can definitely run that risk. And mm-hmm. I think this movie does a good job of avoiding that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, so uh, binge. Yes. In the Christmas spirit, why don't you tell us about our podcast? <laughs> well, our what? Pod- <laughs> well, our our podcast. Jingle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He's the bearded one, so it makes him. A, well, yeah, also have a beard. I don't know. Boy, we really slayed it on this podcast. Oh boy. How about we? Get on that sleigh over to the uh, website, Twitter, Facebook, and email corner with Binge. Ho, <laughs> ho, ho. Josh, you we can need your help. <laughs> really bad at this. <laughs> really bad at the segue to our final. <laughs> we wasted our good segue early in this podcast. <laughs> jingle bell, bell, bell now. We have a website. <laughs> what is that? What is jingle? I don't even know it's what like, that well, is. like, well, well, well now. Like, we have a website, you know. It's all right. Okay. okay. So moving on from all those terrible segues, here's a good segue to our podcast, which is www.opinionatedpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at OpinionCast. We're on Facebook and we're just titled Opinionated Podcast. You can also reach out to us on email at opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Please on iTunes, go and rate and subscribe. Give us five stars would be the preferable option. And please just send us emails. Um, we are still taking submissions for our our uh, listener review month uh, or listener request month and so just please send us more emails so we can get you know get more options and we really want and or even just like we really know that you want <laughs> we really need more options come on the ones that were sent in are just Josh are is wanting to do a musical inside. and I demand that we do not do a musical <laughs> Uh, I love that no bullshit November is most likely going to happen in January or February. I love oh, yeah. that you insist we on have calling to keep, it no bullshit November. We have to call it. No, sense. no, it's our no. thank you month for a thankful month, but it got pushed back, so it's, because so it's, it's in January. Because somebody was getting married, and then, then it got pushed back even further because somebody was in Louisiana, and then somebody got sick, and now, now it's getting moved further and further back. Well, hey, hey, new year, new year, new series. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah reinventing ourselves here we go we're reinventing as a podcast that is regular <laughs> we're gonna have a regular release schedule with activia well activia. what like the yogurt 
Until, Until next, next time. time. No, I want to know. <laughs> what is the deal with that Timmy? Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Thank Thanks you for listening. For listening. That's his line. All right, well, now we got to do that again. <laughs> well, no, because Activia, Activia helps you stay regular. Regular for pooping. <laughs> <laughs>